Thank you for that beautiful song, and what a wonderful class we get to uh, enjoy graduating, and all the parents, uh, if you indulge me for a minute, I would like to uh, speak in Spanish just a little bit. Um, quiero agradecer a todos los padres de nuestra parte eh, por celebrar, de permitirnos celebrar con ustedes la graduación de sus hijos, de su hijo, de su hija. Uh, este, qué bendiciones verles a ellos terminar una parte importante en su vida, y ahora van a continuar en la parte quizás más importante, más crucial, y es ser adultos. Y es nuestra oración que ellos puedan seguir en la voluntad de Dios y con las bendiciones de Dios. Van a tener que permitirme, voy a predicar en inglés esta noche únicamente por causa del tiempo. Pero este, uh, pido al Señor que Dios uh, les dé una buena noche esta noche celebrando los graduados de, que se están graduando de la escuela. I want to thank you, Pastor and Brother Francis and, and City Baptist for the opportunity you've given us to be a small extension and a little part in this Christian school, the times we've got to be there for Christian chapel, uh, for any special activity or anything like that. Uh, it's a wonderful joy every time I get to be part of, of a, a chapel service or just get to walk through the hallways there and, and see these students. And I, all too, I too believe in this, in this Christian school, and, and I too have invested, and I too uh, pray and I too ask God to continue to bless our Christian school this way. There's so many lives that have been touched and so many more that need to be reached. And I'm thankful for, for this ministry. I'm thankful for the opportunity to speak tonight. I really feel honored and humbled and uh, really out of place in a sense where um, I, I love my pastor. He's sitting right behind me and I would much rather hear him preach. Uh, but I, I want to be quick and just get to the point. And I'm sure everyone here would be glad for that. Amen. First uh, Samuel chapter 17, please, if you would. First Samuel chapter 17. First Samuel chapter 17. And I just would like to read a few verses there in, in, in the 17th chapter of First Samuel. Um, in verse 15 through 20, I will read out loud and then I'll pray and get started with the message this evening. I, I'm thankful for Christian school. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I got to go my last year in, in Christian education. My senior year, I left public school uh, to go to Christian school because I just understood and I believed that it, had I stayed in, in public school, I would have not made it. I, I would have been too, it would have been too difficult for me with my friends and my past to continue in the things of God the way I wanted to and I believed God wanted me to. And Christian school was that for, for me and, and for my wife as well. And um, we uh, are thankful for Christian education. All our children grew up through Christian education, and we're thankful for that. And uh, I wouldn't take back anything, all the memories and all the, you know, I can just remember being in, in a little room um, with I don't know how many other students and seeing Pastor Wilkerson and his wife and other teachers come in and, and uh, help us score our paces and check up on our test and, and help us listen to our memory verses and uh, help us through education there. And all that was invested chapel time and seeing pastor get his guitar and sing uh, hymns with us and take us out soul winning and, and uh, be our football coach, our basketball coach. And uh, so many, I think he bailed a couple of us out of jail. I'm not sure, but, but uh, no, I'm just kidding about that. But he just... Such a blessing to be here at First Baptist Church. I'm so grateful, so thankful. And um, well, the Bible says this in verse 15, but David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep and, at Bethlehem. 
And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days. And Jesse said unto David, his son, take now for thy brethren an ephah of, of this parched corn and then these 10 loaves and run to the camp to thy brethren and carry these 10 cheeses unto the captain of their thousand and look how they, thy brethren fare and take their pledge. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistine. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. As far as we know, at this point, David was just a shepherd boy. He had been already called by his father as Samuel had visited his home. And uh, they had anointed him as king. They, they thought maybe one of his older brothers would be surely the next king. And I don't think they really thought of David as a potential candidate. But nonetheless, Samuel, led by the Lord, they called on David and he came. They, 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 um, they, he had the ceremony there where he was uh, uh, anointed to be king. Yet he did not become king right away. And as he continued to be a shepherd boy, now we find himself, we find the, uh, David and in, in this, in this story in chapter 17 where his brothers are out to battle. And uh, we hear of this giant um, enemy of the children of God, uh, you know, keeping the, the armies of the Lord um, hostage because of fear of facing this giant. And David's father sends David to go and take lunch to his brothers with an excuse to see how his brothers were doing. The father was worried about, about his sons. And so David left the sheep. The Bible says he left the sheep with the keeper and went on to this battlefield to see about his brethren, his brothers. As far as we know, this is really the last time that David leaves this responsibility, the, the sheep behind. After this, we find him um, called upon by the king. And we, not too soon after, in chapter 18, we see him fighting battles already. Time had passed. And, and uh, how God prospered David after this crucial moment, the finding moment in David's life. And uh, I, it called my attention to see how one thing had to, had to happen before the, the, the rest would happen in David's life. We think so many times it was the giant that defined David's life, his ministry, or his career in battle. But uh, I want to take you to something maybe just a little bit more close to home today. And those of you that are graduating this year, I believe that this life will present to you some giants. You will face some giants in life, no doubt about it. And maybe they'll come in different shapes and sizes, and nonetheless, all of them will bring fear at one point or another. But something has to happen for you to have victory over the giant. And I want to talk to you tonight, if you, particularly you, would pay attention closely to the message. The message was, is mostly for you, although I believe all of us can learn something from this truth. But I want to talk to you tonight about the subject, when it's time to leave the sheep. 
when it's time to leave the sheep. Father, bless the message of, of your word. Lord, help me to communicate it clearly and effectively and help me, Father, to be a blessing and use this truth, simple truth, but I believe, Lord, it can be a difference in these young person's lives. Lord, please speak to all of our hearts. Help us to pay attention with, uh, with a desire to do your will. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. For, for more than 40 days, the children of Israel found themselves detained by the power of fear. Fear out of, the giant, uh, of a giant man that mocked them, their beliefs, and their God. They were literally paralyzed for 40 days. It seemed to me that many children of God are paralyzed because of giants we face today and in our lives. They come in different forms and different shapes. Nonetheless, terrible and powerful in their own, in their own way. Although in this story, we find a good ending. David slayed the giant and killed him. It's not so in everybody's life. We all face the same giants in our lives. We all are like David in some way or another. We all have the same God as David. Yet why can't we all be victorious against the giants in our lives like David was? So many lose the battle before it ever begins. Held back by circumstances. Held back by hurts. By unsettled situations in their hearts and in their lives not taken care of. We launch into life's battlefields with all the good intentions in the world, but are destined truly to fail. Before David was ever the giant slayer, he was just a shepherd boy. He learned some valuable principles that prepared him for that giant that was ahead of him. Before he can ever slay the giant, he had to leave the sheep behind. We all, sooner than later, arrive at battlefields Valleys where there are giants waiting for us as they mock us, as they belittle us and our faith in the Lord. Your faith will be challenged. I promise you, people that you know, friends of yours, will take different courses, different directions. Situations will come to your life. They'll come in ways that you least expect them. There'll be giants facing you and they will mock you and they will laugh at you. And they will question your faith. And you'll have to be, you'll have to know that this is going to come to your life. Now, let me just say that before you, before you can even dream of having victory over that giant, we can just focus on the act. We can focus on David facing that giant and grabbing those stones and, and going out there to the valley. And what great valor he had. What an example and what a defining moment in David's military career. But I truly believe that before David can ever get to this valley, and before David ever had victory over that one giant, he had to deal with some other things in his life. He had to leave the sheep behind. Now, what, what is all that about? David had come to the defining moment of his career in life that would determine his destiny. It was time to leave the sheep with the keeper to time to grow up time to accept what was ahead of him before he could ever be king he had to leave the sheep with the keeper it was time for more serious tasks it was time for him to face the giants that would define his future his kingdom 
he first had to leave the sheep. You see, those sheep represented in David's life so many variables, so many different things. David was just a shepherd boy. His brothers were all older than him. He was the youngest of, uh, of, his, of his family, and, and all his brothers were the strong men, the ones that were out to battle and represented the home. And David was just a shepherd boy. He wasn't really even ready to go into battle. He wasn't, it wasn't his time, but due to circumstances, he finds himself in, a, in the middle of a battle. And some, somehow, he had in him what all his brothers did not have. Now, they on the outside were all ready to go. I mean, they had the strength, they had the height, they had the preparation, the, maybe the, the training, maybe they had the education. Maybe they seemed that they were the part. They were the ones that were there. Yet it was them that were frozen because of fear. It was them that would not go and face the giant. Now, David had no experience other than the experience he learned being a shepherd boy. He was never in a battlefield. He was never, never wore any battle, you know, uh, armor. He, he wasn't trained in the military. He, he wasn't known as a military person. But now he found himself in the middle of this battle when everyone is there just frozen for 40 days. Could not move because there was a giant that was so big and so terrible that it made every man there afraid except David. Except David. Now, you are graduating today. But this is not the end. This is just the beginning for you. This is just the beginning. And I know that's, that's something you've probably been already told many times before. But now begins the true battles. Now begins adulthood. Now begins the temptations that you've never faced before. Responsibilities that will come your way. Decisions that you'll have to make based on counsel or sometimes decisions on the spot. And now you'll have to look within you and look within the word of God and and those that have invested in you and counsel, you will seek them. You will try to remember as hard as you can every lesson, every chapel service, because there will be giants that come your way that are going to grip you with fear. And based on what you do with the sheep, you're going to either have victory over the giant Or you're not. I graduated with several of my friends. Not a big class. We were five in total. Not all of us are in the will of God. I had many friends growing up in the ministry. In college and while we studied. Some of us are in the will of God and some of us are not. I don't think I'm any better than them. I think by God's grace we are where we're at and serving the Lord. But I think sometimes we need to really think about is not so much what you do to prepare, is not so much where you go to study and how you study, and if you have a title behind your name or not, it's what you do with what you grew up with, the sheep in your life, the things that make you who you are. You see, David comes to this battlefield and the, one of the first sheep that I see that he had to deal with before you ever get to that place in that valley, he had to deal with the sheep of pride. Pride, young person, will destroy any dreams and any plans you have. Pride is the mother of all sins. 
His brother met him, and in verse number, um, in chapter 17, verse number 28, if you notice with me, his brothers knew him. And maybe he didn't have all the good intentions. Maybe he didn't really like his brother. But, you know, brothers know us and sisters know us, right? Better than anyone else. In verse 28, the Bible says, And Eliab, his elder brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? He says, I know thy pride. I know thy pride. And thy naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down, that thou might see the battle. Now maybe there was not all truth what he said, but there had to have been some truth in what he said. It was his older brother. Maybe David was prideful. <laughs> maybe they knew that David was prideful. You know, he was very handsome, uh, but, you know, maybe, maybe even more handsome than all of them. Maybe they were, they were thinking, you know, hey, we thought we were going to be the next kings, and they chose this guy, you know. He was angry at him. You know, he's the one that came up and gave the speech, you know. <laughs> but the point is, is that David now is there, and his brother calls him on it, and he says, I know your pride. You see, David before had been, had been set aside. He wasn't the first option of his father to present before Samuel. He wasn't the second one. He wasn't the third one. He was the last one. And oh, by the way, yes, I do have another son. You guys better call David. And, and someone had to go and get David and bring him. And I'm sure David, you know, felt, you know, what am I doing here? And they, and they, and they, they, they anoint him as king. And I'm sure his brothers are thinking, man, this guy comes out of nowhere and he's the next king. You see, David, I'm sure at that moment, probably thought, man, they should have called me first. Why would call me last? But now he's there, and his brother says, I know thy pride. Maybe there was pride in David. Maybe David, in order to have victory, in order to be the man that God wanted him to be, he had to deal with some issues of pride just being a shepherd boy. It was not by power or by might, but by the power of the Lord he had to learn. You see, in Philippians chapter 4, Paul said it best when he said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And one of the biggest lessons you'll learn in life is the fact that you don't know it all. The fact that you don't have it all. The fact that you can't do it all. The best way to, to live a life is just meek and just humble and trust in God's power. And trust in his word and lean not onto your own understanding. But trust and obey him. And understand that it's not about you. It's not about what you can accomplish in life. It's not about what you are successful in or if you have a lot of money or not. Or if you have a career behind you or not. It's about letting God be God through you. There's so many uh, young people, so many Christians that have so much potential for the Lord. So many, of us, so many of us that we can do so much for God if we were just to, to, to humble ourselves and stop being so prideful. Pride destroys so many lives. Pride destroys hopes and dreams. Pride destroys homes. Pride destroys marriages. Pride destroys uh, careers. Pr pride destroys ministries. Pride is, is the mother of all sins. And the best thing you can do is leave the sheep of pride behind and go into life. Go into God's plans and his will. Just humbling yourself and letting God be God. The second sheep that he had to leave behind was the sheep of fear. If you notice in chapter 17, verse 11, it's, it quickly, it says this. And, and verse, seven, uh, verse 11, it, is, it says this. 
It says, when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. They were dismayed. It's the same word that, that David used to, with the king. And in verse number 31, it says this. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him. For thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. You see, David had learned some valuable lessons growing up, taking care of sheep. In order to fight that giant, he had to fight the lions and the bears. Oh my. (laughs) He had to fight the lion. He had to kill him, protecting the sheep. He had to fight off these animals that were bigger than him. And he had to find courage in, in the purest form to protect the weak, the feeble, to protect those that could not help themselves. And in this case, now he's in a battlefield and there's a giant and there's many men with swords, many men that are well more, uh, 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 have more abilities than David has, men that are stronger than him, that have more experience, yet it's him that faces this giant. It's him that says, oh, I'll go and face this giant. He had no fear. It would seem he had no fear. And I believe it's because he left that sheep behind a long time ago. You see, the one thing that will hinder you, listen to me, listen to me. The one thing that will hinder you in life is fear. Fear to believe that God can do the impossible. Fear to, 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 to believe that, I'm sorry, fear to believe that God can't do the impossible for your life. That you cannot overcome the difficulties in life. That you cannot overcome the trials, the battles. Don't let fear grip your heart. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Fear paralyzes us, holds us captive, sidelines us in the valleys of life. The sheep of fear. You see, Adam and Eve were gripped with fear and intended to hide from God in the bushes. Fear comes in many forms, many giants that will come. It's time to leave the sheep of fear behind. God wants you to be a king, a mighty warrior, to claim victory, to slay the giants that you will face. God has called you. God has called you to a victorious Christian life. God has allowed you to go through Christian education. He's put people that love you, that have invested in your life, leaders that have sacrificed so much to help you on your way as you tend to the sheep, as you grow up and you learn these battles and these fights, these these lessons in life to prepare you for what lies ahead. And you must understand that you have to leave fear behind because because fear will, will captivate you, will hold you down will keep you from fulfilling God's will in your life. The third sheep you must leave behind is the sheep of rejection. It was his brother that told him in verse number 28, it says this, and Eliab, his eldest brother, heard and spake unto the man, and Eliab's anger was kindled. He says, why camest thou down here, hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest seest the battle, rejected by his own brother. It seems that sometimes your greatest wounds will come from those closest to you. This is Saul's undoing, by the way. 
He couldn't handle the rejection as we find it in verse, and sorry, chapter 18, how the ladies would yell and say, David has slayed his ten thousands. And he couldn't deal with that rejection. David was a shepherd boy. When all others went to fight, he had to stay behind. Samuel came to his home and his father and his brothers didn't even remember that he was part of the, the opportunity, the, 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 the possibility. Rejection is such a big cause of spiritual bondage. It wounds us so deeply. It destroys our self-esteem and attacks who we are and our purpose sometimes in life. God never wanted us to feel rejected or abandoned. He desires for you to know who you are and are in Christ Jesus and how much he loves you. We are accepted in the beloved it the bible says made in his image and by the way if god before us who can be against us if we want to have any chance of of having victory against the giants in life we have to overcome the sheep of rejection you know this this world is 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 just it's just out of sorts and always because of rejection no one is secure in themselves. No one knows what they believe. They're looking for a acceptance in every way and, and, and everybody and, and trying to fit in when really God has made you for who you are. He gave you your parents just how he wanted to give you. He gave you his, your family the way he wanted to give you your family. He's put you through trials. He's put you through difficulties, heartaches, uh, troubles, uh, uh, all the things that you have God had to go through with your family. He's done that on purpose in your life because he's prepared you for something that he hasn't planned in store for you. And he does not reject you. He loves you just the way you are. He doesn't want you to be fighting, comparing yourself with others, trying to live like the Joneses across, uh, down, down the street. He doesn't want you competing for popularity or, fa- or, or social media status. He wants you to be happy with what, how God has made you and what he has in store for your life. There are giants that are going to come and reject you. And maybe you won't have the greatest experience in, in your studies. Maybe you won't have your first job interview. Maybe you'll, you won't get the job. Maybe you'll have some difficulties come your way. Lose someone on the, along the way. Whatever comes your way, it's better for you right now to leave that sheep of rejection. Maybe life has not been so fair to you. Maybe you feel like you're, you haven't been given a fair chance. Maybe others have it way better than you. But the best thing you can do is accept God's will for your life. People are going to reject you. People have issues of pride. People have issues of inferiority. People want to compete. People want to be better than other people. Whatever they want to do, whatever they, however they feel, if they think they have a, a step ahead of you, they, if they think they're better than you, let them think what they think. Just love God, love people, serve people, and don't, don't let, allow yourself to be fallen by that one giant of rejection in your life. Overcome rejection. Overcome rejection. Overcome rejection. Every time it comes, overcome it. Overcome it and know, you know what? Maybe you don't like me the way you should. Maybe, I, maybe things aren't perfect the way they should be. Maybe there, things aren't turning out the way I, I hope they turn out. But God loves me just the way I am. And God has plans for my life. And I'm going to keep trusting him. I'm going to keep obeying him. I'm going to keep faithful to him. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to trust the Lord with his plans for my life. 
And that's how David won the giant. He ignored his brother's rejection. He ignored it. And he told him, is there not a cause? And he went out to the battlefield, despite the rejection of his own brother. I want to close with this last point here. The sheep of acceptance. If you notice in verse 38, verse 38 in chapter 17, and I'll finish with this here. Verse 38, the Bible says this. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put on a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the, out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had even in his script. And his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. He had to accept who he was and what he knew he can do and not do. What he had learned was what exactly he needed to win. Those sheep taught him to embrace who he was. Those sheep taught him who God was in his life and what he would do for him. It was time to leave the sheep and run to the battleground where the giant was waiting for him. You see, there comes a time in your life that you're going to have to just simply accept that you cannot continue to be a child. You cannot continue to be taking things always not serious. There comes a time where you have to just simply grow up and accept that this is my time. This is my time to serve the Lord. This is my time to stand up for the Lord. This is my time to take things serious. Maybe my friends aren't going to take things serious, but I'm going to start taking the things serious for the Lord. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 11, but when I became a man, David said, when I became a man, God loves us with an everlasting love, the Bible says. He has a perfect plan for our lives. His will is always better. And what we need to do is accept the life God has given us, accept the trials, accept the struggles, accept the life lessons and failures, accept his will for our life. Stop believing Satan's lies that the giant yells out, you can't do it. You can't do it. You aren't enough. You're just a shepherd boy. Look where you're from. Look at your family. Look at your background. You can't do it. You don't have what it takes. You're just another somebody, just anybody. And that's what the giant will yell. And that's what the giant will tell you of life. And what we need to do is accept the challenge that God has for us. Run to the battlefield. Accept who you are. Accept where you come from. And accept what you have learned. What has been invested and entrusted into your hands. It's time to leave those sheep with the keeper and stand up and run to the battlegrounds where the giants are waiting for you. And in, in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand and I will smite thee, said David. Hey, he was just a shepherd boy. But here, listen, I'll close with just this last statement. He was just a shepherd boy. He was not a military man. <laughs> he wasn't prepared. He wasn't anything. He was just a shepherd boy, but it was just what he needed. 
everything that God brought into his life, everything that God allowed him to experience, everything, all the humility and all the embarrassment and all the, all the ignoring of him, his brothers, and as the competition and, and the belittling and the rejection, everything that David was, it was just what he needed to defeat that giant. And let me just say this, you have in you already exactly what you need to defeat those giants. God has put that in you through teachers, through pastors, through chapel services, through lessons in your own life. God has been faithful and he's prepared you for such a time as this. It's your turn. Listen, it's time to leave the sheep behind and embrace the life that God has for your life, the will of God. Stop playing and get serious for the Lord.